0: Welcome to Greenlight Gambling Week Two. I've got Stanford Steve with me as usual to go through some NFL picks. We got a college game of the week. And then John Ham is gonna be the guest picker uh, for our uh, joint bank account, the third leg of it. So let's get it rolling. Uh. Hey, y'all. Chris Long here, uh, and this is the Greenlight Gambling Show presented by DraftKings. It sure was nice seeing the teams back out there on the gridiron over the weekend. Lucky for us, that was just week one. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week two, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to play a $1 bet on any team. And if that team wins, you cash $100. Bucks. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code GREENLIGHT when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on them, and win 100 bucks if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code GREENLIGHT during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook.
1: Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or in Indiana 1 800 9 with it.
0: We have NFL picks for week two. Our college game of the week is Louisville. Uh, and who does Louisville play, Steve? Uh, Miami of Florida. Miami of Florida. And we'll hit our joint bank account. Uh, so joining me, as always, as you just noticed, is my partner in crime Stanford Steve, uh, and we're ready to get after
1: it, right? We we still got some gas left in the tank after week one, right? Absolutely i i give it I give it a month. I, I'm still feeling these NFL teams out. You played it, I didn't, but you know everybody's obviously talking about the preparation, how different things were. I think these teams deserve a little more time than average, uh, so. I know people in Philadelphia don't want to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, I know, um, I, know
0: they, I know they don't they don't at all and like yeah it would help to field a, an offensive line of guys that have played in the league before and the uh, running back. Was there anything last week that just shocked you? Oof, any shocked the, me.
1: Any 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 of the lines and, and how they turned out? Uh, by the time see the NFL is crazy, Chris, cause you, I mean, you talk to people constantly. I'm talking to people constantly. We're talking about gambling. We're talking about NFL. We're talking about who we like. Yeah. Everybody has their favorite picks and I gave out Dallas last week. And by the time I got the Sunday, you did, I you, said, Dallas is a loser. You did, Dallas I Way you, too many people were on them. I texted
0: you, uh, and you gave out Dallas and I'm like, I'm coming around on your Dallas pick. Uh, and you go, that's the wrong side. <laughs> Let's do college first, uh, game okay. of the week. Last week it was Florida State, Georgia Tech, uh, and the under. Yep. And that, that was your call, and that was, uh, that went swimmingly.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, well, actually, on my podcast with Stanford Stephen, the Bear Chris Felica, uh, I went 4-0 and in college, so mm. it was awesome. Mm. A lot of luck. Uh, you got to – you know, it was just the idea of taking points early in the season, knowing that, you know, teams aren't what they – what we think they might be yeah so uh there was a couple instances where we like teams that had a week to play and they were playing teams that didn't play yet so uh yeah we will take a four start for sure so
0: this week we've got you, you mentioned louisville uh mm-hmm. and, and uh miami of florida
1: what do you yeah. got there Uh, I like Louisville, uh, Chris. I know Miami's Miami made my favorite hire in all of coordinators in the off season when that was getting Rhett Lashley, who's old Gus Malzahn guy made stops at SMU along the way, but Miami brought him in. They got Derek King. Who's a, the biggest splash quarterback maybe in the country as far as big chunk plays and, and showing that flash and, and making things exciting. Miami, you know, ran for over 300 yards last week, but on the other side, Louisville has plenty of talent. Also, uh, Mikael Cunningham is an awesome quarterback who's uh, who's got his own things that are, are really electric. I think he's more of a consistent passer uh, than Derek King. So that's another reason I like Louisville, but just as a whole, I mentioned that I like the, the um, Brett Lashley higher, but I really, just trust Louisville's coaching staff more. Right, right. Uh, I really like Scott Satterfield, what he's done in in little over you know 18 months in turning this thing around from where Bobby Petrino left it. It was just to be able to to instill confidence in college kids that went through a season like Petrino put them through is really a testament to a head coach there. And I just, like I said, I trust Louisville here more. I know they don't have a true home field advantage, but uh, I'll take him on the money land. The line's two and a half. I like the money land minus one, Thirty-seven go Cardinals. What is it? L's up. Is that what they I do? I don't
0: know what they do. I don't even think of them like an ACC school. No disrespect. Wow. I okay. Mean, Lamar Jackson is uh, already on on a goat trajectory, but you know they come to Charlottesville. They know what time it is. Okay. It, it's, right. it's really L's when they come to Charlottesville. There we Except go. The last time they came to Charlottesville, I'm just talking shit. We don't have to talk
1: about the past. That's
0: no. Right. We're talking about the future here. I'm going to go with the other side of that bet uh, for my college pick of the week, just because I haven't watched any college football yet. Okay. I've been prepping for the NFL, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting used to the new landscape. So I'll just take Miami because okay. they ran for 300 yards last week. I heard that somewhere. All right, they did against okay. UAB. Yes, yes. <laughs> against UAB. You're a big UAB guy. I you like schemes I, I the schemes on defense. Dragons. I love the yeah. dragons. Um, <laughs> any anybody any program that makes their drag uh, a mascot a fucking dragon is is okay with me. So let's do NFL. Uh, last week you went first with your three. I'll go uh, first with mine, and I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit disturbed because I'm picking all favorites, uh, and that's not usually my style, but let me kick this thing off with one that might be a head-scratcher for people. Tennessee, Jacksonville, let me take Tennessee. They're given almost 10 points. I know the whole deal about altitude, late Monday night game, which felt like it was six hours long. They look kind of sluggish against uh, Denver, but kind of what else do you expect? And of course, Minshew is Joe Montana now. He went 19 for 20. Through three touchdowns. I Thought it was moonshine. Yeah, he's moonshine Minshew. Which do, okay. do you like that? Shout out. To I him. do. Most bacon might have might have done something with that. Throws three touchdowns, 142 passer rating, but he also had a 4.6 uh, average depth of target. So that's the lowest in week one. That's got to change if you want to beat Tennessee. You're not going to survive getting outgained by 200 every week. Let's pump the brakes on, uh, on 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 um, on Jacksonville. It looks like Vegas did, and I'll take the favorite.
1: All right, Uh, Denver has to be the ultimate place in the NFL. Let's get the hell out of here with a win, no matter what it looks like. uh, I was able to talk to Vrabe's after the game, and he's just like, "Hey, we'll take it's a win. We're getting out of here. Gritty. We showed a lot. I don't care how we got it." Uh, glad to get out of here. Win. Let's get on that plane and get the hell out of here. That was a Titans win. I mean, yeah, no doubt. Uh, that was a Titans win. And Tannehill chucked it 43 times.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it just didn't feel like that type of ball game. But uh, you know, forget about Vic Fangio's clock management. They're lucky yeah. for that. But on the other side of it, Goskowski almost like literally died on the field. I was just like, oh my gosh, is he just going to implode and 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 crumble into a ball of dust right now? He just, I felt so bad for him. I was glad he made that kick.
1: Kick your life, bro. I would never know anything about it. You oh, don't either, but tough. those guys do. I know God play, bless them. I know
0: they play a lot of fucking ping pong and stuff, so they better be ready to kick on Sundays. <laughs> uh, Baltimore. Uh, I'm just going to – and we were kind of on the same side here with Baltimore. You're gracious enough to let me have Baltimore. They're playing Houston. Let me not overthink this one. Uh, Lamar was better last week, if that's possible. Really climbed the pocket, connected on a deep ball in the first half, which are things that like people want to see how he – performs outside the numbers and deep and the poise he has in the pocket. He looked great. You know, if you're Houston, this is one of those weeks that being on a football team knowing this, you're 0-1, you have high hopes. You trade away uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins goes for like a PR uh, in Arizona yeah. right off the rip, and you can't find Randall Cobb last week. Deshaun looks off. They can't get the ball downfield. I'm thinking to myself, this is the game where if and when Baltimore gets up, this is a team that could say like, "What the fuck, coach?" We're starting to point fingers at each other. Uh, the defense isn't great, anyways. I see Baltimore rolling. Maybe not as bad as they did last year,
1: uh, but I think they roll. Does anybody have a f- more of a free ride than Deshaun Watson in the sport? <laughs> I mean, it's funny. You know what it is? It's-,
0: it's okay because he shows you the brilliance. You know that that's the part to me where he flashes. So I mean. He's one, he's likable. Two, he's, he's objectively a very good quarterback. I mean, he's a top 10 quarterback, easy. You know, but I think the misconception is that you slide him into the top five sometimes because he makes top five plays. You know, the high-end stuff he does, the surviving, the pushing the ball down the field in like broken play situations. I missed him probably four times in my career, I feel like, and I was barely playing against him. The, the part where he lags is he has these spells, um, you know, like the Buffalo spell in the playoffs in the first half. Well,
1: I just look at last week. That yeah. game flips on that interception. He, he cannot throw that ball when a guy is underneath his arm and he's still trying to make a play. Yeah. You can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just – I know everybody doesn't like Bill O'Brien. I get it. People yeah. don't like the things yeah. that he's done. But, man, Deshaun, he never gets any criticism on the field ever. And I don't think – I don't see how you can make progress when you're when you're not going to get when you're not going to get that.
0: Well, listen, he, he he he's got a he can be a fun player, but don't make the fun mistakes. I mean, and that's something. Uh, a lot of younger quarterbacks are working on, but he's in year,
1: what, five now? Um, That's what I said. I mean, Carson so. Wentz, the same thing. Yeah, you know, decisions, and I gave your old ways, you yeah. got to give up on him if you're going to make progress. That's all it. I'm yeah. trying to say here. And,
0: and I gave it to Carson last week. I mean, like, listen, Carson, and I've been a big Carson defender, but Carson's got to play better. That. Yep. You have to know when to be that guy, and this goes for Carson and Deshaun, and you have to know when to manage the game. And, you know, uh, Carson, when you got a 17-point lead, maybe don't go on that self-destructive kind of binge where you're like, oh, I just hit a deep ball for the first time in what feels like eight years. i got to keep pushing the ball outside Mm -hmm. the hashes, down the field, settle in. I'm going to go with my third pick, um, which we also are on the same side of. I'm going to go Seattle. um, And New England's headed up there to the Pac Northwest. I just think it's a good matchup anyways for Seattle, but it's also – scary for New England because they were a totally different team than they are traditionally last week. Uh-huh. Obviously, everybody knows you know, the whole let Russ cook thing. They throw the ball like damn near 15 times their first 15 scripted plays. Everybody's like, who is this Brian Schottenheimer guy? Uh, and they brought pressure. I mean, Jamal Adams rushed the passer 10 times. It's the most yeah. you've ever seen anybody there. You talked about him being bored when he's not, he didn't look bored last week. And I know my, my man Greg Williams said that, but like, they look like they're reinventing themselves. And New England's doing the same thing, but my worry with New England is that if they get down, they can't keep up on the road with Seattle, and that's the problem. Now, the case against this happening, turnovers, being self-destructive with Seattle can be really good at, even so good that they overcome it. And then also, uh, Seattle gets tight with a lead and, and reverts back to what they do.
1: Uh, a couple things on this one. I heard, uh, Nink talking about it. Like he's worried about the, the, uh, the Patriots being able to be quick strike offense, like what you need to do sometimes on the road to answer a score. I thought that was really smart him saying that, but I think, I think this comes down to bill and Josh, the ultimate game planners to me. And you always remember like some of these Patriots wins where people didn't think they could do it. I think they're going to come out and just run the ball. Like we, we both don't really like Seattle's front. Yeah. And yeah. I, th- I think there's plenty of holes up there and I could see New England really trying to, I mean, I know they showed that they want to run the ball last week, yeah. but I could see this being, you know, a chess match in the run game where they're trying to mix up schemes to, to try and create some gashes and seams and knowing how much Adams is going to move around. This is a pretty fascinating matchup for me to see, uh, new England up front, uh, on the offensive side. Cause I am really interested to see how this goes, knowing what Seattle has on the back end.
0: Well, you're going to be excited to watch them grow through the year because they're going to continue to, like, push Mm -hmm. forward and and reinvent themselves. And so the exciting thing about this game is not only it represents, I think, a big power shift one way or another, like it tells you something about these two programs right now, um, but they're also different teams, as we've talked about. So that's my favorite game of the week, and I like Seattle. Who you got?
1: Uh, I like the over in the Carolina Tampa game, uh, 47 and a half. I think, uh, Tampa has shown there was a, there was a smidger right at the uh, third quarter. If, if, um, if breeze, uh, doesn't hit the tight end on that long pass, Tampa's getting the ball back and it would have chance to tie that game. Oh yeah. That that's how close that game was. And, um, I, I just think Tampa's they're right there. Uh, the turnovers obviously hurt them again last week. I know Brady was thrown and it wasn't Jameis, but in this league, you know, that you can't turn the ball over. Yeah. And I sort of liked what I saw from Carolina's offense. Uh, Teddy looked good to me I too. Um, yeah. McCaffrey slinging it around, uh, you know, um, Robbie Anderson obviously had a big play where, you know, two guys fell down. Uh, But I think DJ Moore is going to be a weapon for Teddy too. So I think, I think the way they get rid of the ball and, and how they, they just feel like, uh, you know, in, in hockey, they always talk about, you know, the blues last year, they, they out you and, 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 made you force things, everything on the outside Carolina and, in, in the, um, in that offense from LSU with Joe Brady, it feels like they surround, they get outside of you yeah. and, and you know, no matter what you try and do on the perimeter. So it's pretty, and then that thing obviously opens up everything for, for McCaffrey. So I, I just think there's going to be a lot of points scored here. I think a ton of money is going to be on Tampa. I could see that. But if, uh, I, I, I think all things go accordingly. Good weather down South. I, I, I like the over there. Uh, I'm right in Kansas city until they don't cover yeah, enough yeah, said, yeah. I don't care what anyone yeah, says. Yeah. I was not impressed with, uh, the chargers last week. Um, we talked about the Bengals earlier and I like this matchup for Arizona against, um, the Washington, um, football team. Is that the, I, yeah. I think they should, they I should just call be called them. the Washington D line. Their defensive line obviously was a story against Wentz last week. I just like the, the scheme of Kingsbury. I think I don't really like what Washington has on the back end. They did. Have two coverage sacks last week. You know, I know the D-line always wants to take credit for the sacks. I thought Washington did a good job against some of those um, lesser Philly receivers. But I like Kyler Murray, and I like the way he gets rid of the football here. He's obviously – you saw how how easy he could get the ball to, to nuke uh, Fitzy's still out there. Drake's catch the ball in the passing game. I, I sort of like this matchup for Arizona. Uh, another thing, Washington flying all the way across the country to, to play in an empty stadium. Um, I'm not sure, you know, what 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 we're going to get from Haskins. Uh, he was fortunate of a of a couple um, huge mistakes by Philly to get yeah. that offense going. And uh, I know you were a huge fan of that touchdown before the half. Yeah, that. Um, I so, mean, like,
0: I'm trying to think of different ways I can call it anything but a bad beat. Like on the pod, I'm like, this really terrible brain sucks yeah I mean because I don't want to copyright infringe you guys but like uh bad yeah. beat is a bad beat here and and yeah. to, to to have the first half under which I thought was you know considering everything a lock to get that and then you involve alma mater rivals. Yeah, like, Virginia yikes. Tech, Logan that's Thomas, bad. who was supposed to be like Mel Kuyper said he was going to be the next uh, Cam Newton. He, mm. he converts to a tight end. I'm not even mad at Logan Thomas. It was just twisting the knife that my former pro team gives up a touchdown late in the second on a busted coverage to a rival from college. And that's how I lose my first NFL bet this year. So, all right, man, let's do joint bank account and get on with our weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. And by the way, the third leg of this... This joint bank account is our guy John Ham, friend of the program, obviously. So he's gonna pick a little bit later, and we'll plug Must that in. Must be nice. Yeah. So okay, midnight Sports Center guys, get whoever the fuck you want. We get it. Uh, I can't just get John Ham one fucking day. Uh, let me go. Let me go. I'll take the. I'll. I'll, I'll be looking at the uh, Tennessee game, obviously, and I like the over right there. I. I, I think. Uh, I do think Jacksonville can move the wow. ball a bit okay. on them with that skill group. Uh, and I think Tennessee's gonna pound them. So I think, I think we're gonna see a game that's you know, in the 20s from both teams. Maybe the high 20s or, or, or low 30s for, uh, for Tennessee and we end up above that low 40s total.
1: All right. Uh, That's a challenge on one of my favorite defenses. I love the Titans defense. I just, I just love everything they do. I think they're so versatile in what they do. Uh, I'm going to go to the college slate, Chris. I'm going to go Wake Forest plus two and a half at NC state. This is an instance of a team that played last week. They played the number one team in the country, Clemson. They covered thanks to Dabo calling off the dogs early in the third quarter. But it's just an instance of a team, I, in, my, in my ways of thinking about it, and I'll, always, I'll never get out of this mindset, in general um, thinking terms, I think the team that plays a week before, a team that doesn't have a game, is in a massive advantage. And I don't know why NC State is favored in this game, so I'll take the Demon Deeks.
0: Boom, there you have it. Demon Deacons getting a shout-out on this podcast. And, uh, and now we've got John Hamm. So how about one one bold prediction for Week Two? All right,
1: bold prediction: Lions over Packers.
0: I fucking love that because yeah. I picked them to win the North, and they went out there and pissed down their leg Sunday. That's great.
1: I think uh, I think they're going to learn from that, and I I mean Rodgers is seems to be uh, a little upset that they chose a quarterback in the first round uh, and <laughs> had something to prove. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I don't know. I think that line seems good.
0: All right. Well, a special thank you to John Ham, uh, and of course, thanks, John. Yeah, thanks, John Ham, and and a big thank you to our guy Stanford Steve. Uh, as always, don't forget to check out the other Greenlight pods. We just went over two million downloads for 2020. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds like a lot of people. And that's all thanks to y'all. So um, appreciate you, and let's keep it up. We'll see you next week.